Hey guys, this is Georgia with Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to That One Time I Was Abducted by Aliens with Jamie and Bree. You're listening to That One Time I Was Abducted by Aliens. I'm Jamie. I'm Bree, and we're two sides of the coin. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. It's been a little bit since you've heard from us. Not too long. We are back from Contact of the Desert. Yes, we are. Just a quick recap, Brie. How was it for you? It was very fun. Uh, it was fucking fantastic. We had a fantastic time. We didn't want to come home. No, we went out to Joshua Tree. That was a great time. We went Love to, going there. Yeah, we went to Giant Rock. We went to the Integratron. We went to our favorite coffee company, Joshua Tree Coffee. Yep, got some coffee free to bring back, went to the saloon. You know, I felt like, I told Brie, the minute we drove into Joshua Tree, I was like, God, feels like I'm at home. Joshua Tree is just, it's an awesome energy. Looking at the Joshua Trees, it's just, each one is unique and each one's beautiful, and it just feels like it's some type of sacred place. Yeah, I highly suggest if you guys haven't been there before, go down there. It's not an expensive trip. You could go through the park, I think it's like 20 bucks you pay to drive through if you want to do that. Or you could do what we did. We went in, you know, like the sideway and go and uh, see all the things we need to see uh, free of charge. Yep, take the the beaten path. Exactly. Um, so I highly recommend going out there and just getting spiritual, hanging out in the desert, looking up in the sky, just getting in contact with whatever earthly things that are down here that are trying to reach you. There you go. Beautiful. So we're going to talk about some shit that's been happening lately. Yeah, we're going to do kind of like a breaking news, what's going on in the alien world today. It's like a disclosure mashup. Ooh, I like that. So let's start off with what happened at the end of May. Are you talking about the New York Post, the article that was released? Yes. And let's put in a quick clip right here. I actually, when we were at Contact of the Desert, I asked Nick Pope this question. So let's go ahead and play it. You know, about a year ago, the Pentagon came out and said that, hey, we investigate UFOs, we use black money for it, it's a thing that we do. So why is it now that only a few weeks ago the Navy comes out to the New York Post saying, we're doing the same thing, and they're making such a big deal about it now, and they didn't a year ago? Well, I don't have an answer to this. I, I think it goes back to what I said about the, um, the, the, there being a little bit of a flip-flop on this. My best assessment is that there is disagreement within the system about how to play this. So we had the original announcement, the confirmation that the program existed, but, but then clearly different statements were being put out and for a while the Navy was just saying this is, uh, I mean I've been in the UK, I've used phrases, I've seen phrases like unconventional aircraft, unusual helicopter, and that's the way the story was being spun. It's almost as if what happened in the last few weeks is that elements within the Navy are, are maybe saying no, Let's not spin this as, as being about aviation. It really isn't. Let's call it what it is. And I think, not for the first time, that within government, there is a kind of skeptic versus believer debate about what this phenomenon is and an associated debate about how to play it. And I think that, that might explain some of the oddities with the timing and some of the contradictory statements. Thank you. 
I think I've said it on one of the previous episodes we were on. I basically said the same thing. Like, why is it that, you know, the government was like, hey, it's the Pentagon here, testing, testing. We use black money and we investigate UFOs. Have a nice day. And I know that when that story originally broke, me and you were super fucking stoked. We were like, oh my God, this is the greatest thing ever. Look at them. And then at the end of May, the Navy comes out to the New York Post and basically says the same thing minus the whole black money thing. They were like, oh yeah, we invest investigate UFOs, not unidentified airplanes or UAPs or, you know, whatever terminology. They specifically came out and were like, we investigate UFOs. So this is what Nick Pope said in a quote. He said previous official statements were ambiguous and left the door open to the possibility that ATIP was simply concerned with next generation aviation threats from aircraft, missiles and drones, as skeptics claimed. This new admission makes it clear that they really did study what the public would call UFOs. So what they're making a big deal about is that at first they came out and were like, yeah, there's a tip, black money, we're investigating, you know, these things in the air or whatever, but they didn't exactly use the term UAP. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of May, New York Post came out different Navy officials and they clarified they're officially saying that they were indeed researching and investigating UFOs. Yeah, they confirmed Before it was just like an open space. We knew what they were saying. We assumed it was clear, but yet the door was open for it to be like a whole bunch of other stuff. And so now they're saying, no, this was for sure UFOs. That's the big deal. In my mind currently, if some stranger on the street waddled over to us and was like, hey, 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 Jamie and Bree from that podcast, when's disclosure gonna happen? It is happening. Yes. It's right now. We're literally in the middle of disclosure. This question that a lot of people ask, when are we going to have disclosure? When's disclosure happening? You guys, we're literally in the middle of it right now. I completely agree. I knew it would be this messy too. Mm -hmm. Like there's no way it would just be clear, just out there, one statement, it's done. I think it has to come out this way. It has to be confusing and you have to do your research. Well, and I think one thing that Nick Pope said when we were at the conference, when we were at his uh, talk, the same talk where I asked that question, he said, you know, it's interesting because you'll get something in the news about UFOs. People will get really excited and then it'll start to die down again and people forget that it's happening. And as soon as that happens, the government comes back out and makes some sort of other comment to be like, hey guys, nope, UFOs in the government, keep thinking about it. So it's an interesting cycle that's going on because I feel like in the past, you would get a news story about UFOs. They would either A, turn it into some like kooky joke or B, kind of gloss over it and wait for, you know, wait for it to die down and then no one brought it up again. But now we're living in a world today where it seems like the government is like, no, 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 you guys, you're not getting the picture. I have to keep reminding you over and over and over again. UFOs are fucking real. What's interesting to me is that people in this community are paying attention to this so we see it. Mm-hmm. But you would be surprised how many people never even knew that that whole initial statement came out from the Pentagon. Absolutely. People still have no idea. Mm-hmm. We've even come across people where it's like you have to, to us, it feels like a reminder. Why are you questioning it? Remember, like, this happened. And they're like, I don't know, I missed it. It's surprising how many people don't know about it. Yeah, and I think that's why the government is trying really hard right now to kind of hone in this whole, like, hey, guys, we investigate UFOs. And we're going to keep talking about it until everybody acknowledges it. And I believe it was in the beginning of May when we talked about these new protocols coming with a way for pilots to report their sightings. And then the end of May, this happened. 
And then that just unleashed everyone to say something, you know, CNN, Fox News, Science.com, all these people releasing their own side or what happens or whatever. And then conveniently, the (laughs) same week this happened is the same week that the new History Channel show Unidentified Inside America's UFO Investigation is also released which is also about a tip and to the Astars Academy, the people that kind of put all of this together for the initial statement to come out in the first place. And speaking of to the Stars Academy, the same exact week that all of this stuff is going on, an article comes out claiming that, you know, maybe some of the people who are involved with to the Stars Academy aren't actually in the positions that they say they are. I saw one article like that, but at the same time, I also came across a lot of articles that said, Yes, UFOs are real, but the government is not saying that they're alien vehicles, which of course UFO doesn't necessarily mean that. But for every article that comes out and says the government's investigating UFOs, the conspiracy theorists were right. There's another article that follows that. That's like, that's not exactly what they're saying. So you guys can all take a seat. Well, I only bring it up because while we were at the conference, um, I don't know if you were at this lecture with me, but I went to the secret space program panel with like, you know, a few people. And one of the guys from To The Stars Academy was there and Steve Bassett had asked him the question like, hey, this article just came out like literally a day ago, you know, basically saying that one of your guys' higher ups there isn't exactly who he says he is and doesn't have the credentials that he says he does. It was interesting to just be kind of thrown in with everything that's going on. And it kind of goes to the thing where they put out information and they say, look, it's real. And then immediately after someone else comes out with some type of article to be like, okay, but is it really? Exactly. I was there, it was Peter Lavenda that answered the question. And it was interesting because he was like, basically saying that a lot of people talk shit about to the Stars Academy, but at the end of the day, they really are doing what they said that they were gonna do. And they don't need to reply to these things because at the end, the proof just shows, like they do their shit. I don't know. I did watch the first two episodes and I was actually surprised. I thought it was kind of cool. What I thought was kind of cool is the last one, one of the um, sightings they were investigating with this whole like tic-tac UFO thing. It ended up being a submerged object, you know, and it was picked up on sonar radar. But this whole area where they realized it was, was of course Catalina Island area. Of course. So he like goes to Catalina Island and I think to us, we're like, yeah, of course, we know this. But at the same time, it's kind of cool that they're putting it out there for people that don't know anything about this to maybe see it and maybe question it. Yeah, I think something that's going to be hard for us personally in the next few months is all the information and stuff that's coming out and that's going to really shock people are things that we already know. And so I think that me and you are going to be doing like a lot of smack in our own heads. Like, come on, guys, like this has been around for a while. But we have to remember that, you know, the majority of the people don't know this information and this is new information to them, even though it's old to us. Exactly. And in between all of that, you have the FBI releasing documents about like Bigfoot and Sasquatch. But again, same thing, like, hey, we're investigating this. We got these samples. And then like, it was just a deer. Yeah. So I thought that was really funny that the government finally released this. I think it was was maybe a a four to 12 page document. I don't remember exactly. (laughs) But it was like this thing, and basically it was these Bigfoot researchers literally kind of begging the government to test their samples. Like they asked like multiple times, the government was like, nah, we're good. They're like, no, here, we'll ask again. And the government's like, nah, we're okay. And he's like, let me ask again. (laughs) And then it finally got to the point where the government was like, okay, you've bugged us enough and we're gonna go ahead and test this. And they did. And then they said it was just deer fur. Which is interesting. It's interesting that the government's like, well, you know, we look into UFOs, but like Bigfoot, like, I don't know, guys, that's that's stretching it a little bit. So it seemed interesting to me 
I'm wondering if there's more of these like quote unquote Bigfoot Sasquatch documents out there that they're not releasing and that they only gave us like a cursory glance over at this one person who was bugging them. And you know what? Maybe it really was just deer fur or maybe it wasn't and they were just lying to them. You know what I mean? We don't really know. It's just another example of what's happening right now with this saying something then taking it back. It's like you put your right foot in, put your right foot out. That's how it feels. It feels like it's this dance. Well, and I keep telling people disclosure to me feels like for a while it was this very slow drip of a faucet. But like now, like the tap's turned on a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's this little steady stream and it's consistent, I think, at this point. But I don't think it's like a, a, I don't think it's a waterfall. We're not there yet, but we're building to that. It feels like the stream is getting more and more every day with all of these things that keep coming out and the government releasing these documents because of the Freedom of Information Act and things like that. It's like right now is the time to be in this field. And we're really lucky to be in the middle of it and to be able to talk about these new things that are coming out. Exactly. And there was something else that just happened super recently, right? Oh, man. Are we going to talk about the Wilson leak? Okay. So this one is fairly new and there's not too much information out there about it. Really, the only information that's really come out about this would be Richard Dolan, who dropped a video, you know, a few days ago, depending on when you're listening to this, might have been a week ago. So I'm going to try my best to kind of summarize what happened here in the papers. There's a lot of information and there's a lot that I'm going to skip over because there's a lot of specifics inside of here. I really suggest you go read the papers yourself because it is very eye opening. Basically, what the Wilson leak is, is there's this dude, Dr. Eric Davis, who was a member of the NIDS, which if you guys don't know, was Robert Bigelow's company on Skinwalker Ranch that was looking into all the paranormal stuff that's on there. So he's a hardcore bona fide scientist who was deep inside of this NIDS stuff. He was approached by somebody to have a meeting with a man who was the Vice Admiral Thomas Ray Wilson, who at the time had just finished being the Director of Defense for the Intelligence Agency, so the DIA. So. After he had left the DIA, he got this meeting with Dr. Eric and they met inside of Wilson's car behind the EG&G Special Products Division, which very quickly what that basically is, is it's the company that's in charge of the airline that flies government employees to secret government locations, i.e. Area 51. Janet. Exactly. So they're behind this building, they meet in his car, they have about a two hour long meeting. All these documents are, are the notes that Dr. Eric Davis had written down about this meeting. So this two hour long meeting, he wrote, there's about 12 pages of documents where he kind of goes over what happened. Davis asks Wilson to basically confirm that in 1997, uh, Dr. Stephen Greer, Edgar Mitchell, and Willard Miller gave this kind of talk in the Pentagon conference room, and he confirms. He never exactly says what exactly was said at that meeting or anything, but he confirms that it did go on. So if you guys know anything about it, Stephen Greer has talked about it. It's the 1997 April 9th Pentagon UFO briefing that he's talked about a ton. He has his own documents kind of confirming it. And this is just another confirmation of that meeting actually happening. After the meeting was over, Wilson says that him and Miller talked for about two hours on their own about UFOs, MJ-12, Roswell, crashed UFOs, and alien bodies. And Cabal. And, ooh, and the Cabal, 100%, exactly. Wilson at this point gets really kind of intrigued with all of this information. And he's like, oh, okay, well then I guess I'll you know go look into it, you know? Wilson goes and starts calling these government branches that have something to do with this UFO stuff. 
and he kind of keeps hitting these brick walls. He's calling the managers of these programs. These managers are getting really irritated at him, like, why are you calling me asking these questions? Like, people don't call and ask questions about this stuff. So Wilson gets the attention of this group of people who are in charge of this quote-unquote UFO thing. Um, And he gets called into a really weird meeting with, you know, a few guys, nobody he recognizes. And these people are like visibly upset at him. Like, can I help you? Why have you assembled us? And during this meeting, this group of people basically says that they are the gatekeepers and doesn't elaborate too much on what that means, but basically says that their program was almost found out once before. And so this group of people was assembled to make sure that that doesn't happen again. And so they are the gatekeepers. And Wilson basically is like, let me join this group. I'm in. I don't know what it is. You won't tell me what it is. But like, I already know I want in. And they all look at Wilson and they laugh and they're like, "Uh, you do not have the qualifications (laughs) to be involved in this right here. And he's like, wait, what are you talking about? He's like, there's a very small list. It's about 400 people. And they even show him the physical list of all the names of the people who are on this list who are allowed to be a part of this program. And he specifically said that he didn't recognize anybody's names, that it wasn't people in the CIA or the president, like none of those things. It was maybe a few Pentagon people, but for the most part, it was like scientists and like people he had never heard of before. Whatever this is, is like above, 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 above. Like all of these government agencies, like you think the CIA or the DIA is involved in this shit, they're not. Mm -hmm. It's it's something way above that. And so he kind of asks them, he's like, okay, so... What is this program? And they go, well, we're not a weapons program. We're not this. We're not that. They start saying all these things that they're not. And then finally, Wilson kind of gets a little frustrated. And he's like, "Okay, well, what are you then? And in the paper, it says that there is this like audible like (laughs) when he asks that question. And finally, one of the guys on the board says, no, you know what? It's okay. Go ahead and, and tell them what we are. And, you know, one of the board members comes back and says, you know, we're basically a reverse engineering program. There is a technology that we acquired in the past and we are trying to back engineer it. And they they kind of said that it hasn't been going so well. We've been doing this for a long time and we haven't gotten that much progress. And they just kind of leave it at that. They said, we called this meeting to basically tell you you can't join the club. Uh, we also need you to stop looking into it and don't ever talk about this meeting again to anyone. So he leaves. And a few days later, some mysterious government entity kind of comes up to him and is like, hey, I hear that you want to be the uh, director of the DIA. And if you want that to happen, you need to stop what you're doing, shut your mouth, and just do your job. No more UFO talks. Do not bring it up again. Or, you know, your career is going to be over. Obviously, he shut the fuck up because he became the director of the DIA. (laughs) So it's very interesting. And so what's interesting about all this is that you have this government official kind of consulting Dr. Davis, who obviously is like a very prominent guy, because if you read through some of the transcript, part of it says in those notes that Wilson kept over and over again being like, are you sure? Like, the only reason I'm talking to you is because you're very well vetted, and I know that you're not going to go run your mouth to the media and this and that and this and that. Um, And this was like in 2002, I think their meeting was. So this is, you know, a long time ago. So he held that secret for a long time. So for a government official to come out and be like, hey, yo, there's some shit. I found it. And then I got in trouble for finding it. And then one other thing, Wilson said that he specifically asked this group about the cabal, MJ-12, Roswell, all those, and that they refused to answer. They just shook their heads like, we, nope, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. Which is interesting because they didn't deny it. They didn't flat out say like, no, you whatever. They were like, mm, that's not something we can discuss. So that maybe, you know, piqued his interest a little bit more about that subject. 
So that's really what's inside of this document. It's super interesting. What I think it does is it verifies a lot of people's stories, i.e. Stephen Greer. And I think that it puts Wilson in the spotlight of him being more involved than we ever thought it would be. And it's interesting that this is coming out right now when it is, you know what I mean? Apparently Dr. Davis himself is the one who released these notes. I don't know because they're on some weird website. That's my only thing. Mm -hmm. That's my one and only thing is you have to get to that weird website in order to read it. Yeah. And that's what I don't really get yet. So the only reason I'm going to put any validity behind the authenticity <laughs> of this is because of Richard Dolan. Yeah, that's the only going. reason. If Richard Dolan didn't come out and make a big deal about it and have like an hour and a half long live on fucking YouTube about it, I would probably be like, oh, okay, some notes. But he's like dead serious. Like he, he basically at the beginning of his video was like, look, this information has been talked about within a small group of people in the UFO community. We've never been able to prove it. It's only been a theory to us. So now that this documentation is finally coming out, like we're all gonna talk about it. He basically said that this is some of the biggest UFO information that's been dropped in like the past few years. Yeah, that it's like the biggest leak of its time. Mm -hmm. And if it's all true, it really is because it proves so many things. It proves that it's not just a black operation. Yeah, it's not just a black operation that's being funded by black money, that there's something way, way above all of our governments. And it's a lot smaller and a lot quieter than we think it is. It makes me shift my idea of what I think the government's doing. You know what I mean? It makes me stop and think like, oh, maybe they're not necessarily so in contact with aliens and UFOs and crashes as they think they are. And to me, what it sounds like is their big issue is why they haven't progressed is maybe because it is a small group and it's closed off and there's not an opportunity for new ideas or fresh ideas or fresh eyes or scientists to go in there and to look at this information. In my head, all of this declassification of this information and this disclosure that's coming out is maybe a way and an opportunity to get more people into this program to really figure out what's going on i.e. NASA going to SpaceX or, you know, Robert Bigelow's aerospace stuff to find out information. It seems like they're finally being able to reach out and like maybe grab some more talent to really figure out what's going on in this world. Because to say the least, if this information is true, the government has a working UFO. Oh, absolutely. I think they do. That's what I'm saying. But if, the, if these documents are true, at the, bo the bottom line is, is what you can gather from this is that the government has a working UFO because they said that on the board that they had one. And they said specifically, they were like, we have one and we think it can fly, which means that they haven't figured out how to fly it yet, which is interesting. So they have full one. They have it intact. They never made any comments about alien bodies or anything like that. They just said, we have some sort of a crashed craft. We can't figure out what to do with it. Or that's just another way of them saying, like, we still don't know. I mean, this is a group high up there that I think it doesn't matter who they're talking with. Yeah. They're going to say things that are misleading. I think that they have to. That's their job. That's why. Yeah. I don't, th I call bullshit on them saying they I, don't I know totally feel it. you. But I just say, at the least, this, this document proves that at least they have a UFO. We could say that without a doubt. To the extent of what's beyond that is our imagination and anything's possible. But I think the bottom line is, is that the government has a working UFO and doesn't know what to do with it. I think that someone needs to file a Freedom of Information Act and we need to get the document approved in a way where it's not just Richard Dolan. And I, then I think it will blow up. I agree, 100%. One of the things that was inside of there, though, was a letter from Miller to Dr. Davis basically saying, hey, I heard that you investigate UFOs. You know, I'm a, I'm a higher up person in the government, or I was, I'm not anymore. 
but I had very high clearance. I can give you all this information. I can tell you, I can give you all the answers to the things that it is that you need, but under two, a few stipulations, one of them being is you pay me for my time, $180 an hour, <laughs> which at 1997, ooh, let me tell you, that's pretty decent. Plus, I mean, it could take them a really long time yeah, exactly. just to yeah. find one um, document. And the other thing was is that his name cannot come up. No one could know that he's this informant, which is, you know, very indicative of this whole UFO field that we found. Just in general, if you're usually somebody with power, you try to keep your name out of it because mm-hmm. you know that trouble's involved, which seems to be changing recently, which I like because more and more people are like, oh, no, over here. So you have this signed document from Miller, this letter that's inside of there. So I'm going to already say right off the bat, well, we already have this letter from Miller. So that's a huge step in that direction of proving that this information is right because you have this written letter, correspondence between Davis and Miller. In the letter, he's like, I could tell you the last person who was involved in this, or I can give you this information or tell you who this person is or point you in the directions of the companies that are using alien technology right now and things like that. So all of that was very interesting to me. It's a very cool time that we're in. Things are coming out as far as the government. That's something I think we really need to keep our eye on for the future as well, just trying to see what we can gather from that. At the same time, in our little community of people that have already been looking at this for a very long time is starting to fracture. I think people don't know who to believe anymore. People who used to be like the way showers are now people that no one trusts or doesn't follow anymore. I have this theory, and it's not something I totally made up on my own. I've heard it, and it just makes sense to me. This could be another way for us to stop listening to each other and just take the government's narrative Mm -hmm. of this whole disclosure thing. Mm -hmm. Because to me, it's all just strange timing how people, you know, one minute people are saying, oh, this guy knows the truth, and this guy's a liar. And then it switches, and it's Mm -hmm. like, no, this guy's a liar, this guy knows the truth. People are just flip-flopping back and forth and back and forth, and then an argument's happening at contact or whatever, and people that used to be all about someone are now like, don't trust this person. It seems like it's all perfect timing. This once very solid community that was really the people that know this subject the most is fracturing and breaking down in a way where no one knows what to believe anymore. And the same time, we have the government unleashing all of this information in the mainstream media. And then this new show with the Two Stars Academy thing. It's at the exact same time, and I cannot think that it's a coincidence. Yeah, you know, and I don't want to give too much time or information on the drama that's going on inside of our community. Because I think that it's really stupid. And we're not going to name names. And if you guys want to go dig into it and figure out the drama, by all means, go research it on your own. I just don't think it's worth our time to mention it. But what I will say about it is I kind of agree with you a little bit. It seems like somebody threw a wrench into this community to try to drum up some drama between people to maybe distract them so that the government can release a lot of information and so that they can keep control of the narrative. Absolutely. That's obviously going on. We're going to ignore it because we don't want to feed into it. And also, I think a, l- a lot of it's very petty and really Absolutely stupid. Petty. And it's like, I think what it is at the end of the day is that people have really big egos and they all need to get over themselves. I think that all of us in the community should really be careful with what we give credit to. Mm -hmm. And I think the best thing for us to do is take a grain of salt with everything. Yeah. With the drama that you hear and Mm -hmm. with the information that you hear. It doesn't matter who it is. Take it with a grain of salt. And do your own research. Obviously, I'm the biggest proponent of being a middle bitch, but Mm -hmm. I think it's because it works. Mm -hmm. It's keeping an open mind Mm -hmm. and not just staying on one side. 
And then stepping back and realizing that there's a pattern here of people that are believing what other people are saying. And we really, really have to be careful if we really want to get to the truth in this community. So if there's anything that I could put out there would be, let's all take a step back and try to look at things objectively. Don't get caught up in stuff, you know, just pay attention. Well, not just that, but also don't dedicate yourself to only listening to one per- one person's version of the UFO alien community. Like, don't hone in on one speaker and be like, this is the only person that's truth. There's truth in all of it. Open your guys' mind up to listen to everything. And don't get so fixated on a single person or a single group that these are the people who are the saviors and they're going to bring the alien information down to us. Mm-hmm. All of us collectively are going to do it. So open up your minds and be a little bit more in tune to everybody's opinions and everybody's experiences. Because at the end of the day, we really can't 100% verify anybody's story. We can't even verify our own weird UFO stories. It's just something that we have faith in. And I think that you have to look at everybody's stories and come to a collective conclusion about what's going on instead of just honing in on one person's idea. Absolutely. And I think that's perfect to lead us into our conscious quote of the day. This conscious quote of the day is by Ashley Lorenzana. It's okay to disagree with the thoughts or opinions expressed by other people. That doesn't give you the right to deny any sense they might make nor does it give you a right to excuse someone of poorly expressing their beliefs just because you don't like what they are saying. Learn to recognize good writing when you read it, even if it means overcoming your pride and opening your mind beyond what is comfortable. That wraps all of that up so fucking perfectly. All right, Brie, let's get into our shout-outs. Shout-outs. We have Adam at Bonart13 from Not For Everyone podcast. Brandy at Fava Fava Life. Destiny at Destiny from Space. Love you, girl. Love you. At J Plus, the fearless leader of at the Kurt Army. We have Matt at Tiller for Riller on Instagram and on YouTube. Tillerforriller.com. We also have Bobby at Pinball Bobby from at Not For Everyone Podcast on Instagram. Make sure you guys check them out. Scotty at Scotty Doodle. Simon at Outroversion. Vanessa at Vanessa Wendango. We have AP at Weather Traditions, who's going through some medical stuff right now. So she wants you guys to send her prayers and love and light. Find her on Instagram. Find her link on Facebook if you guys have anything to donate to her. It would help her out tremendously. And we just wish her a quick recovery. We love you, AP. And last but not least, we have Yawn from The Good, The Bad, and The Just Plain Standard podcast. All right, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in tonight. I just want to let you know that uh, Bree's one true love in life is cornhole. <laughs> just want to make that comment before we go. The entire trip we were there, I think at least every five minutes, you were like, can we go play cornhole? No, yeah, cornhole? for sure. For sure. Hey, guys, I, ha- I have to play cornhole before we go to bed. You guys, we have to play again before we leave. You I know. Guys. I'm like, before wait, we go. <laughs> wait, before this lecture, you guys, we have to play cornhole. Like, that's literally the only thing that was on her mind. It's just so much fun. I don't know. So, you guys, I think what we need to do is we're going to we're gonna build our own cornhole and we're going to do an alien version. That'd be dope. Make little alien faces with, like, the mouth and then I'll, I'll, I'll sew little bean bags together that are green and black with, like, our little logos on them and we'll have a competition. That sounds like a great time. I know. Oh, guys, and look out for us soon. We're going to be at Alien Con. So let us know who you guys want us to talk to, what questions you have for us, and what you'd like us to bring back. Absolutely. If you guys want to get a hold of us, shoot us an email at that one time, I was abducted at gmail.com. 
Find us on Instagram at that one time I was abducted. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and all social media platforms. And make sure you guys check out our Patreon if you feel like giving us a dollar a month to help us quit our real life jobs so we could do this full time. <laughs> Patreon.com slash that one time I was abducted by aliens. And then if you guys want, call into our hotline and leave us a message. You could tell us a story. You could just say what's up. You know, whatever's on your mind. Think of us as like your digital alien therapist hotline and just call us with your stories. And the phone number is 408-320-8481. Thank you guys so much. Have a great night. We love you all and fuck you Mountain View, California. I'm Bree. And I'm Jamie. Tell us about that one time. Oh, what? Is it on there? This is Agent KGB. I'm still a yellow Yankee. I'm trying to relay information that the Kremlin has tried to stop this. We have information to believe there was a crash landing in northwest Moscow. Many have died, and there's a war to break out. The cataclysmic events are inevitable. Prepare, Sabrad Americanas. I'm Bree. And I'm Jamie. Tell us about that one time. Hey, girls. It's Brandy at Fava Fava Live. Just wanted to leave a message and say, hey, love your show. Have a good week. Bye.